When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome to the sesh. Today, I got a very busy man in the house. What's going <laughs> Will, on, man? Talk to us, man. Tell everybody about what you do. Well, my name is William Esquivel. I've been a regional manager for Gold Financial Services for over 14 years. Um, I'm basically, in a nutshell, I'm a mortgage lender. I lend money. That's all I do. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm fascinated by that because uh, right now, for the past few years, I've been uh, thinking about investments yeah. and all this stuff. I've been diving deep into Bitcoin. Lower that a little so it doesn't cover your beautiful there you face, go. man. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> um, but what I'm super interested in is the housing market because uh, it's, it's always fluctuating and I hear bad things about it, hear good things about it. So I want to pick your brain on where the market is right now. I'm super cool. interested in the industry. So can you in, give me some insight that you've seen along these past since uh, COVID? Do you want me to say it in a politically correct way or just what, or just what it is? Just what it is because... It's a uh, shit show. <laughs> Okay, so dive into that. Okay, so basically what is occurring, and this is my opinion, but keep in mind that I've gone through three uh, uh, three changes in the market since 19... Would these be considered cycles? Yeah, which okay. is cycles since 1997. Okay, so I've seen three of them. And I can tell you right now that what we're going through right now versus the rest of the three, of the three cycles is its own individual animal. Hmm. And the reason why I say that is because on the other three cycles that we had, there was a beginning and everybody saw it was coming and there was an end. And then it was basically reset and we're rolling again. Mm -hmm. All right. Take that into consideration. Now you got a perfect storm over here, which is now that the market is trying to reset itself and it won't allow it to. Okay. And so you're going truly, honestly, like a roller coaster, going up and down, up and down, up and, up and down, and you're done throwing up, you know, on top of Universal Studios, and you need to, you need to stop. Ain't mm-hmm. happy. You're going again. So why why hasn't it reset? There is so many. That's the other. There's so many factors that's involved with this that it's not allowing it's not allowing you to reset. You, you've seen the Federal Reserve trying to increase the Fed fund rate, you know, three, four, five, six, seven times in, in, in a year, which has never happened in it in the since since it since it started. And that's not happening. On top of that, you have, in my opinion, you have fake unemployment numbers that are coming out. On top of inflation, that's not happening. Well, guess what? Then two years ago, three years ago, because of COVID, you know what I mean? Now you had... They printed a ton of money. Printed a ton of money. It can't, 
it, the, all the factors aren't talking to each other. Mm-hmm. They're going in its own separate, you know, in their own separate ways. And fizz, and literally, they, it, they cannot come to a, to a standing point where you can restart again. It's not happening. So what does that mean for, like, the regular person? For the regular, for the regular person, basically what that means is either, either let, me, let, let, me, let me explain it to you this way. You have those people that have to buy a house, mm-hmm. and that's and that's given. Doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what the if the rate's high. Doesn't matter what the cost of it is. Whatever it is, they have to buy a house. You're going to buy a house, and everybody says that. You know what I mean? That's true because there's always buyers. There's always buyers, mm-hmm. especially in our market. What like our market and our and our culture? It's always payment driven. It's never rate driven. It's always payment driven. Okay. As long as you get me to a house under twelve hundred bucks, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the rate. Okay, you're going to have those buyers, right? But then you're going to have those more, more savvy type of buyers say, you know what? I want to buy, but I don't have to. Let me just wait to see what's going on. Yeah. But there's also a double-edged sword on that. Well, I'm going to wait till the rates drop, but guess what's going to happen? Prices are going to go up mm-hmm. in order to what? Offset adjust the market it. and adjust the market. So, so you're in a, you're, we're basically, like I said before, in a perfect storm where... Sh- Shit, we don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly thought that everything was gonna reset probably by June, or, or probably by August or September of this year. It hasn't. Hmm. And so the next thing was okay, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna reset fourth quarter. It ain't happening. Yeah. We're, we're anticipating, we're anti- anticipating that it's probably gonna happen maybe end of first quarter, beginning of second quarter. And then that's when it's, you know, that's when you're going to see some, you know, thank, you know, the, the, the rope off of our neck saying, okay, you can breathe now. Yeah. But guess what's going to, but guess what's now, now basically forcing those changes is what's happening with the new election coming up in 2024. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a huge deal. It really huh. is. And so what's happening, and let me tell you what realistically is happening, is that you have... Everybody, we as we as 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 financial institutions and my colleagues as well and my competitors, you know what I mean. We can sell rate. You're okay with getting a rate of seven, seven and a half, or whatever it is. I bought my first house when I was thirty. You know what I mean. And my rate was seven point seven five. It was and I and it was great. Yeah. So where we're at right now is what reality should be. The twos and the ones that was a facade. That yeah. shouldn't have ever. That that should have never happened. But it did. You know what I mean? The problem is, like I said before, that's not the problem. The problem is the cost. There's a cost for everything right now in regards to in, to whatever the interest rate is right now. I'm not sure if ever if people have heard. About the about the concept of buying down a rate. No, no. Explain okay, that. so basically, what happens is that when a customer comes in and says, "Hey, I want to get a mortgage loan," right? Well, the rate's going to be at seven and a half, and that's basically par. Par meaning zero. There's no cost to it. Mm-hmm. That's the norm. And usually at a par rate, the cost is a little bit. I mean, the rate's a little bit higher, but you know, you still have a zero cost, and that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Now, whether you're coming in. At a bank or or a mortgage company, there's a cost affiliated with that rate. Period. Just to start off at. Wow. Whether you have a 700 credit score, whether you have a 580 credit score, you're going to get a cost. Why? Why is that? What's happening right now is that there's so much volatility in the market 
especially right now between third and fourth quarter, that the secondary market, which is all the investors buying all these mortgage-backed securities, basically what it means is that us as the retail aspect of it, we bundle up all these mortgages, two, three, four million dollars worth of mortgages, and we sell them on the secondary market. Mm -hmm. So you have all these big investors, Goldman Sachs, you know what I mean? All these guys and all these hedge funds saying, you know what, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep these, we're gonna keep these mortgage-backed securities, these pools, and we're not going to we're not going to trade them. We're just going to keep them. So guess what that means? They have too much of it. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You know what? You can lend, but we're going to charge you. Hmm. Interesting. It's it, and you know what? And it starts from the top all the way down the bottom. At the end of, and at the end of the ball game, the person that suffers is the consumer. Right. Because as much as we would want to, hey, I, I wish I could give that to you. I can't. Yeah. This is this is what this is what they're giving me to sell. And this is what's being offered on the market. That's it. So is is the the opportunity of buying a home and and having that biggest investment in your life mm -hmm. is that still a reality? Absolutely. Home ownership right now is always a reality. But how much are you gonna pay for it? Right. That's the kicker. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's the big kicker. The the guidelines are the same. You know what I mean? The guidelines are the same. If you have, you know, 580, 600, whatever it is, all that's the same. It's the cost of, attain, of, of obtaining that mortgage. Right. That's what it comes down and to. And the interest rates uh, dictate a lot of that. The interest rates dictate the majority of it. The, the interest rates dictate the majority of it in regards, in regards to reality and what the media feeds the, com the community. So the difference between a 2% a interest hike is what like in reality like what does that dictate like as far as money say i got a ten thousand dollar now i got a two percent versus four percent versus six percent versus a seven you're looking probably about 250 300 on the payment wow and that's that's substantial for a it's person huge. that is uh yeah trying that's just to huge. make it by it it is and keep okay so that, so the, let me tell you the let me tell you what what actually was happening in the beginning when all this started okay so in the beginning of the year Right in the beginning of the year is when all the mar it was when all the interest rates started increasing, and I'm not talking. And, and the thing is this: as the American public, we knew rates were going to go up. Right. The problem was that it went up that fast. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have gone that fast. It should have been, you know, in cycles. You know, you know what? In January, or February, it was at six percent. By March or April, six and a half, six and a quarter, and that was going to be and, and and that was going to be sustainable for three to four months. It literally went up from six to seven in a matter of weeks. Why? Why did it go up that much? The investor, I honestly, me personally, the investors did it on purpose. They're like, you're gonna, you know what? If if the government's not gonna slow down the economy, or you know what I mean, or get or get the economy in place, we're gonna do it for you. Hmm. Boom, take wow. it from there. So what occurred was that, and this is, and this is what, this is what was happening throughout the market. Customer came in last year, January of last year, 2022, rates were at fours, threes. Okay. So I got you approved for 200,000 at a 4% interest rate. Your monthly payment is going to be 1600 bucks. You're good. You're fine. Well, guess what? At that time, there is no in inventory. So in order to find that house, that perfect house, you know what I mean, that American dream, yeah. well, now you got to wait because there's nothing there. 
or when they put or when they put in an offer, it got beat. Now people were offering a house that was worth that is that was sold without selling for two hundred thousand. They put in a, a bid for two hundred twenty and they got it twenty thousand dollars over market. Right. You don't think that's going to affect us in about a year? Yeah. Well, it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. It's going to hit. Anyways, so you take that same customer at sixteen hundred dollars a monthly payment that what they have budgeted already. Now they come to me in January of two thousand twenty-three. Hey, Will, we finally found the house. All right, cool. Well, what's my payment now? Nineteen seventy-five. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean? So here comes, here comes the. How are you screwing me now? Hmm. Because guess what? And it is what it is. What it is. The real estate community is basically how are you going to screw me? Right. Not screwing you, bro. It's basically the rates came up from four to six and a half. That much of a difference. That much of a difference. Well, guess what? Eighty-five percent of the houses in in America, the decision is made by who? The female, mm-hmm. the wife, the mother, whatever it is. So you got Julano that calls me. Well, we found the house uh, for my family. Let's go. Let's go. What's going on? I give them the rate of six, and I give them the month, new monthly payment. Boom. I'll call you later. That evening, mom, wife, gets out of work. She will send me the numbers. Yes, ma'am. Can you send me the numbers that I did last year? Yes, ma'am. Send them out. And then they're like, oh, shit. We need to wait. So what happened there was that there was no, and there was no help from the media either. Media was like, oh my gosh, da, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. But the media didn't say what occurred, what, what made, what the reasonings for it. They just said rates are bad, rates are bad, which right. I get it. Compared to what though? They didn't give a true comparison of what truly it is and what, and what was happening. Yeah. And so when they came over to us um, and we tried to explain it to them, well, we're going to wait. So guess what? You scare, you scare everybody. Fear. So you fear, you're fearing of buying Guess what? The, the, the market is stagnant at that point. Hmm. So you got, stag- you got stagnicity for what? Rate increase, inventory. It's a whole shit show. Huh. So guess what? Things aren't moving. So what does that affect? So that affects the originators because the, the majority of everybody in, the, in real estate are what? Commission-based, mm-hmm. paid, right? So you got, real, you got realtors and brokers that aren't selling. They ain't getting paid. You got you got mortgage uh, bankers or mortgage brokers aren't getting paid or getting paid minimum. Guess what? Guess here comes the unemployment or the now I got to find something else to do because hmm. you cannot because you can't you can't um, support your family with closing one deal every two months. Right. It, it ain't happening. And that's, heard, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah, I heard. So it's the trickling effect now. It's already happening. Wow. It's already. Let me put it to this way that. You're going to have a lot of the, a lot of the, bro, a lot of the realtors, especially in the, in the Rio Grande Valley, that aren't continuing just because they can't even afford their dues. Wow. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. And, why, and on a year, I think on a yearly basis, uh, I think their dues like eight, nine hundred bucks. Wow. So it's, it, it, it's, it's quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So if they can't even do it. They're like, well, I can't. I, I'm going to either what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have nine hundred bucks to pay for my family's food. Or I'm gonna do it because I'm, you know, or I'm gonna pay my dues. And maybe well, I'll close the deal. And maybe I'll close the deal. Wow, it's uh, interesting because I heard a statistic the other day, actually yesterday, I think that it, on average, a realtor makes about thirty-three thousand dollars a year, which is way below anything else. And it's crazy because they have so much that they have to uh, invest in. Man, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I saw that also. I yeah. saw that article. Is that is that correct? <sighs> well, then what are you doing? 
Serious, I mean, well, let me ask you this. So I heard that there's 1,800 realtors in the Rio Grande there's Valley. There's 1,800 realtors in the Rio Grande how Valley. How many houses are for sale in the Rio Grande Valley? <laughs> Not 1,800. So, so how did so many realtors get pulled into like the, the facade of like, hey, this is, I want to become a realtor. What are you talking about? What are you, seriously, what no, are you talking about? Is it the about? money? You're talking about, thank you, Netflix, selling Sunset, baby. Mm. So they so sold you, the dream. They sold the dream of how to become a realtor. This is what I do, and you're, you're talking about 1.5 million dollars uh, listing, you know, uh, li- listing property. The potential commission is, you know, 120 thousand, and then everybody's just on a bandwagon. Let's go! Oh, everybody can do that. What are they doing? They're at mixers, they're at you know nightclubs, they're at bars selling, you know, and which which is reality, which is reality yeah. to an extent, but you're comparing apple. You're not comparing apples to apples here. Right. So you get every, you get all these young bucks, you know what I mean? 20, 23, 24, 25 saying, I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because they saw what occurred in 21 and 22, where you didn't have to work. People were basically, hey, I'm listing my property, I'm selling my property, I'm buying a property and everything else. And calls were just coming in, boom, 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 coming in, coming in, coming in. You didn't have to work. You could have gotten a monkey to to input information, and you were gonna, and you were going to get paid. Wow! So what happened after that? The whole market slowed down. Now you got to work. Now Within here comes two the, years. In two years, so it, COVID raped everything. Then everything went amazingly and then great. Stopped again. Wow! And those people that were in it because they thought that that was reality, they got another reality check saying that's not what it is, buddy. Wow. Now you got to work. So you had these people, just let me, let me give you an example. You had these loan officers or loan originators that were in the business for two years. Well, they had so much inf- they had so much production because of the influx of what was happening. So they got an assistant to help them push the paper so they can do whatever they want to do. Then you come, and then it's then the market slowed down. Now you're at what reality is, which is uh, so the, which is the ten year loan officers that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. They're like, okay, now we're gonna see if we can. Now we're gonna see if we're gonna be able to survive. Picking up the phone, actually working, knowing your guidelines, knowing this. Who are there? Who are these people that were barely new in the business? were depending on somebody else. So now they're like they're like saying, oh shit, what do I do? Wow. Because they, they're not used to that. They're not used to picking up the phone, face-to-face, handshakes. Everything is through text, email, whatever it is, portal, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you interview, if you interview 10 originators, brand new originators, and 10 real estate agents, and if you tell them you got to go make 25 face-to-faces and handshakes, they, 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 they wouldn't even know where to start. Wow. Wow, and that's because they're in sales. Like, yeah, that is that is sales. Wow. So they had a facade of what sales was. Well, you compare you compare yourself to a sales with somebody that's been doing it for twenty five years. Oh, we'll get we'll kill you out of the water. Right. It is what it is. Huh. That's interesting. I never heard it from that perspective. Yeah. Wow. So, what do you see the market trends coming up for the next? Uh, so, so if it happens in two years. What do you see in 2024, 2025, 2026? 2024 is going to be very transitional. And the reason why it's going to be very transitional is because one of the main things that's going to affect it is, like I said before, the election. So I'm thinking that in 2024, in the beginning, it's still going to be the same. From here, from here on out to the beginning of 2024, 
it's gonna it's it's, it's gonna be hell. It really is. I, that, I mean, that's 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 what I'm thinking. After second quarter, going to third quarter, it's probably gonna loosen up a little bit, but it's not gonna be as loose as everybody thinks it is. Um, at the end of 2024, going to 2025, that's when it's gonna. That's where it's going to basically chill out, and rate, you're going to see rates dropping, rates costs dropping, and everything else. Come 2025, end of 2025, end of 2025, beginning of 2026, is you're going to get a huge refinance boom. So if you so as so if you're in real estate and if, and, and if you're an originator, if you can hold off till then, yeah. oh, you're you're gonna you're you're gonna kill it. So let's talk about how they hold off. How can they hold off as an originator? Who is below them? What do they need to cut? Do they need what do they need to do to be able to survive the storm? Well, this is what's happening is that, um, and not just not just us, but 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 the majority of the uh, industry, even banks. I mean, hell, PNC Bank, which is what the fourth largest bank in the United States, just cut off all cut off seventy percent of their mortgage departments. Wow. Okay, uh, Wells Fargo got out of the mortgage lending a whole, completely. You know what I mean? So the so if the bigger banks and the investors are doing it, well, it just trickles down as well. Hmm. So what we've done is our main our main thing at Gold Financial is not to let go of people because of their families. That's our main concern first is, is our people. Whether you're an originator, whether you're an admin, or so what. Um, we've done a very good job of not letting people go probably till last month. And so what we take a look at is are certain positions necessary? Number one, can that position be combined to two people, to two, uh, to two activities? Um, and so we haven't, we, we've done a real good job at that. And what we're doing now is we're reducing certain costs in regards to marketing in regards to um, uh, credit reporting, et cetera, and so what, that we've been able to sustain and bring down the cost in order to benefit so we could avoid uh, any la any layoffs. Yeah. So what are what are the skills that you think that the, the industry needs specifically? That way, when they look at, say, uh, maybe this position isn't going to be here anymore, what are the skills that you look for? Most importantly... I'm looking for a person that is not scared to talk to people. That skill set, which is to us, is should be normal, is not normal anymore. When you say normal, what do you mean? Like, so out of 10 people, how many do you think would be normal? Like, that should go out and shake Four. hands? Four. Okay. No more than that. Wow. It's sad. It really is. Wow. It's sad. You have, and it starts from the beginning, man. It starts from the beginning where you even you have kids nowadays are too busy. And I'm talking about I'm not talking. I mean, I'm talking about, I would say, between the ages of four and seven, mm -hmm. that when you go up there and say, hey, go say hi to your tío. They're on, you know, they're on their phone. Oh, hi. And that's it. Yeah. That the the emphasis of of stopping. looking in your eyes. How are you doing? Shaking your hand, a hug or whatever it is. That's gone, man. Wow. And if you go back to those basics, if you go back to those basics, and that's the thing is that is that some of the some of the parents nowadays, and some of the people that are that are barely getting to the workforce, they don't think that's important. It's extremely important. Mm -hmm. They just don't put any attention to it. <laughs> and so if you take that, because remember that's that that stuff is learned. Yeah. So you take that as a kid, teenager, high school, go to college, 
blah, blah. Because keep in mind that now you have these high school kids um, that are getting college uh, credit now. So they're going into college as a sophomore or junior. Mm-hmm. You know, by graduating with college from, you know, as, you know, 20, 20, at 20 years old, graduating. But they, and I get that. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to you. But you're not teaching them the basics of human interaction and the basics of, hey, what's up? Yeah. And I would even go as far as to say that you're not really considered an adult, at least until you're 28, 30, because you don't have no fucking life experience. Well, that's the problem, bro. Think about this one. When we're younger, mom says, hey, I don't have any money for you. Get the hell out at yeah. 18. I was already had my full-time job at 18 doing this, figuring, figuring this stuff out. And when I truly needed money, my mom would send me 150 bucks. Hey, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. You don't have that anymore. So guess what? We learned all that stuff. I mean, I get it. Everything's generational, and I understand that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that us as parents, we need to teach our kids and people that are in business and everything else, need to teach your kids your basics because guess what? When you get, when you talk to or when you have a supervisor that's trying to help you out to say, hey, you need to talk to people. You need to shake people's eyes. Hey, look at me. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? And then guess what? Now Will's an asshole. Now he's mean to me. I'm not mean to you, man. I'm just giving you the basis because when you go out there yeah. and you talk to XYZ broker that's been there for 45 years, now he's teaching his people the same thing. You're going to get killed. Hmm. You're going to get killed. And guess what? I can't sell anything. I got to get out and I got to go do something else. Wow. And that's just the truth of it. So the so one of the things is relationships in the business. Rela- relationships. relationships is relationships is everything man I, I i honestly do think so is that relationships will be able to take you out of either good news or bad news it really is because it all depends on your track record and if you don't and if you don't cultivate that relationship aspect of it you're going to be in trouble in this business a lot of people truly think now is that every that this business is very is very um they're trying to Take it to a transactional type of relate, a tra- transactional type of business, and that's not the way you're going to succeed because you're as good as your last transaction, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's that's where I have a problem with certain people. Like I literally, there's there's real estate agents now in the valley. During a transaction, they're representing a buyer or a seller that won't call you. They want to do everything through through text. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. How are you going to truly give it all you got and represent your seller or buyer or doing a loan for the big, probably the biggest investment, investment yeah. of their life and you're going to do it through text? <laughs> I got, I can name you off the bat, which I'm not, seven realtors exactly like that. Wow. Just text me. Let me text you. But you go to the bar, they're right there. Hey, what's up? Dude, come on. Yeah. Like, huh, net, like, net, like, and then, and, and I have no problem calling them out. I'm like, dude, you're full of shit. Yeah. Seriously. Like, pick up the phone because that's, this is extremely important. What is it about that insight that they won't take? Is it the pride? Is it the culture? What, what, what is it about that that they, they don't hear your experience and say, this is going to work? Why don't they listen? Because they use words and they try to protect, protect themselves through words. Well, you said this. Yeah, but you know what? Let me give you an example. Have you ever have you ever argued have you ever argued with your wife through text? Sure, yeah, absolutely. All right. Have you ever argued with your wife in person? Yeah. Which one works better? Oh, arguing in person. Very good. Very <laughs> yeah, good. Because sure. you know what? If I because literally 
You get lost in translation. I, exactly. Yeah. So if I'm so I'm saying, I could either say absolutely not with an explanation point, right? Mm -hmm. Or absolutely not explanation whatever it is, or absolutely not. Uh, period, 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 period. Yeah. All those three things mean mean something different. Yeah. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's the same thing with social media. <laughs> Hell, again, you know what, dude? I, you know what? Social media is great. You can work against you, work for you, and everything else. I've had my times that's worked against me, and, and I, I take ownership of it. But you can do business like that, man. Yeah. And that's the part where some of these this younger generation just they, they just don't get it. Yeah, if people are giving you a, a large chunk of their money, you should probably meet them in person. Uh, you don't shake so? their hands and give them a call. And, and, I, and I get it. There's going to be certain things. Hey, I've never met this customer. I've never met this bar, this client, everything else. Or we closed it, blah, blah, blah. Those Great. are one in, in every yes, now and then. But, I mean, at least, man, Zoom or something to where I can see your face, face-to-face -face and everything else. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. It's the reality of it. So let's talk about the technology going on now. So uh, with the advent of like ChatGPT, I love ChatGPT. I use it at least two hours a day for research purposes. And I don't think people understand. I actually use it for two hours a fucking day. And I just research it. Now you can, you're able to create GPTs, which is specialized yeah. information for it. And I built one for uh, the Rio Grande Valley real estate market just to teach me about, just, just yeah, to yeah, teach. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to learn certain things about the Rio Grande Valley because the Rio Grande Valley is a fascinating place. And I find it, it's only growing. And the ones that already have their hands in the ground, their feet in the ground are going to grow with it. Absolutely. I agree so, 100%. what do you feel like uh, the technology that, that, your industry should be using, is using, and what other people, realtors, should be using as well? Um, that's a great question, and I'm going to be upfront with you, is that I am, I am adapting to it. My organization is adapting to it as well, um, but it's kind of scary also. And the reason why it's scary, because it's going to replace a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I think that it's going to replace a lot of stuff faster than what people think oh you're right because i i saw a statistic yesterday about facebook they got rid of twenty one thousand employees from 2022 to now and they replaced it with ai yeah. linkedin is doing the same thing they got rid of 700 people that means which you can always see it in two different ways right so they're replacing it with ai now the valuation goes up because they don't have to spend so much money and we're doing the same thing so basically what we're right now we're integra integrating ai in the in the mortgage process mm. and and i'm and we're talking about ai in the beginning the middle and underwriting wow there are certain things that we're that you know the the bars are gonna be able to uh upload to the portal whatever it is mm -hmm. so-called and it's going to automatically read it, approve, not approve, take this out, whatever it is. Wow. That, that, that's already that, that's already in place. <laughs> so it's gonna so it's gonna it's gonna speed up the processes. You know what I mean? But it's gonna also give you or give us no room for error. Right. But it's gonna catch it from the beginning. Yeah. So basically, human error. Is yeah. So expensive. basically, yeah, human error is hundred percent. Human error. The majority of it comes down to laziness, and the reason for that is because people don't look at the stuff, and I'll just be upfront with you, originators or whatever it is, they don't look at it. Well, you're going to have this mechanism now, like, you got it. So what's going what's to happen? Well, you, we, uh, you know, you need to replace this with this. I don't have it. Deal's dead, for example. Yeah. Versus waiting till the last minute. Oh, the deal's not happening. Well, why? What are you talking about? Right. 
Tell you right faster, now. cheaper. It is. Yeah, I, I always say that the it's it's not AI that's going to take the jobs of everybody. It's the people that know how to use the Very AI good. that are going to take the jobs. Very good. I agree with 100%, bro. It's, it's, a, it's a scary thing, but but it also goes to show you that if LinkedIn can can work, and it's a, over a $100 million business, if they can work with a small skeleton team, like that opens up the door for everybody. 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 Well, think about it this way. You got... I mean, hell, you got McDonald's on the east co- on the west coast that there's no people in it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> if McDonald's can do it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in the real estate industry. Yeah, I remember when when people were talking about that. It's like uh, robots are gonna be making your burgers. And fast forward it's five al- years later, it's already happening, bro. It is here. <laughs> it's the scariest thing in the world, man. So, what skills do you think that people are going to need within the next five years? Specific to your industry. Specific to my industry, um, I don't think the I don't think the sales to sales is going to be replaced, especially especially with uh, with doing purchases this way because a lot of a, a lot of times it has to do like I said before relationships and it has to do with um, with those looking at a person face to face like man yeah. everything looks right but there's something up <laughs> that gut feeling that yeah. everybody says don't ignore it but you do yeah. you know what I mean it gets you in trouble that's never going to go away. The big, you know, the the red tape of documentation, you'll be fine. That that, that we're gonna need that we're gonna need the AI information for that. Mm-hmm. But I still I still believe that you're not gonna be able to replace that human interaction, and and that we're gonna have to be ten times better at it because now I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get a computer to replace you. Right. Very simple. Yeah. And interesting. It's an interesting time uh, that we're living in. I, I never thought that uh, AI would be taking over as much as it has in such a short time like i got i figured like maybe 10 20 years i mean think about flying cars how long have they been telling us about flying cars and what's well, since, well, since the jetsons bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ai came around and boom it's taking everything mira i had a buddy of mine um i had a buddy of mine uh he's a he's a broker here in the um, in um in the valley and he's the president of the of the greater you know mccallum associate realtors juan de la garza mm-hmm. right um, he was like, hey, check this out, bro. This is when the first time that chat, GBT, or whatever yeah. you want to come. Like, what, are you, what the hell are you doing? He, was just, he goes, uh, go financial services, mortgage lending, la, 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 la. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. He goes, download it. Okay, whatever. Like, right, so I went home. Started looking. I'm like, what? So and then I had my kids that night, right? So Will, Will's a brain. Um, I'm like, dad. I go, hey, man, what's this? Ah, he goes, we've been using it for months. I'm like, what are you talking about? My son, at that time, he was 13, right? Yeah. He's 15 now. Oh, no, he was 14. He's 16 now. And he's like, yeah, dad, I've been using it for years. I go, what do you use it for? Well, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, what am I going to tell me? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's so funny because uh, probably two months later, like I'm a big South Park fan. I still am. Uh-huh. And it was that uh, episode where they talk, started the chat. The chat GPT, GPT, yeah. oh, man. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, it's, it's here. Yeah, man. It's, it's interesting because I remember I started using it last year, early in the year, and I was, I was messing with it for at least three hours a day just to learn it in the beginning, right? And I was getting dopamine hits. I have never been hit with dopamine hits ever. Like, you know, when, when you're doing something great and you get yeah. some good feedback, I never got dopamine hits, but I remember putting something in and it gave me the answer instantly and I got hit with the dopamine hit. I was like, the fuck is that? And then it did it again like maybe two weeks later and I got another dopamine. I was like, oh shit. It's because the speed 
of the, the information that comes. That is crazy. You don't have to come to Google anymore. You don't have to type it. It's like, now it tells you exactly what you want. Like, that's the difference. It's scary. That's scary. It really is. And that's the crazy thing. Well, it's a tool. I mean, I, I use it as a tool because, especially as a research tool, like, it's like having a, an expert. Like, you, it's getting all your... So, let me, let me explain what the GPTs are now. So, if I were to download all the information from your head over the past 20 years that you've been in the business, okay. I upload it into this GPT. Now, I have a digital image of Will in the cyberspace that has all this information that can, I can call upon it in a second. So what's going on in the industry at this point? What were your thoughts at this point? How do I navigate this? Like you can train these GPTs now. That's the scary That's part. the scary thing about it. Yeah. So I've created a, a Bitcoin uh, GPT to teach me all about Bitcoin since the beginning. The great thing about it is too, is you can upload it with PDFs so you can teach it. Do you teach it exactly the information that you want to know? And it's all has to be all factual. That way it doesn't give you it doesn't hallucinate is what it's called. Yeah. So you teach it, you, it's trainable and you put all this information in. Now it's just teaching you. Plus it's connected to the fucking internet. That's freaking crazy, man. It's, it's, I, I'm, dude, I am mind boggled at this, dude. I mean, this is okay. And this is the deal. Man, is that I don't like, I get what you're saying. It's just like when we're kids, man, when we're, when we're kids, I mean, I was born in 76, you know, I'm a 47, right? Well, guess what? If I wanted to go, you know, hang out with a girl, you know what I mean? And, you know, make out with her yeah. or whatever it is. I had to literally go to her house yeah. and, hey, how are you doing? And la, la, la. Yeah. Now everything's like, all right, let me see. How to kiss. I'm like, are you like, I'm serious. <laughs> There's a guide for everything. Dude, I, dude, my son, man, one time my son's like, well, I'm like, well, dad, just go up to her, you know, go up to her, say hi and tell how good, nice her hair is. Literally, how how do you talk to her? I'm like, hey, that, put it away. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, it's it's. I think the the meme is uh, that our, our ancestors would be pissed off because we always put the GPS in every single day that we've been to the same place a hundred times. We still put in the damn GPS to go to the same place. That's scary, dude. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're gonna, you know what? We're gonna, we, you're gonna get in trouble for that. That's what's gonna <laughs> yeah, happen. For real. That's what's gonna happen, man. Uh, so I've seen that you've been uh, pushing out a little bit more content uh, with your face and your branding and stuff like that so i'm interested why you decided to go that route i'm gonna tell you two reasons why i'm gonna tell you two reasons why um number one as a tenured loan officer or a tenured profession in this business um there's a lot of information out there that i think should be given out mm -hmm. to help to help our you know to help our colleagues um, to say so they can they, so they can understand what's going on versus uh, Will's been in the business for 20 years. He thinks he's badass and he's conceited. Blah 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 blah. Well, yeah, to an extent, depending on who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And who I'm talking to. But in this case, I'm talking to everybody. And oh, I heard of William Escobar. Now you see my face. Right. You know what I mean? And so this is this is who I am. This is what I represent. This is what I'm. This is the reasons why I'm telling you this. So is it piss some people off sometimes yeah it is but guess what i'm telling you the truth mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can't you can't i won't get a fun and honestly i really don't give a shit right but you can you will never come back and tell me hey you're lying no i'm not right it's just a reality of it now if you can't accept it's a whole different ball game but at least we're at least you're, there's 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 two sides of the story now not right. just one um that's number one number two as the i guess you can say as the face of the of my organization People needed to see what my organization represented, which is myself. 
Um, I'm not saying that every single thing that I've done is great and should should or shouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? I make mistakes. I'm human, yeah. but at least I've at least I've grown and I at least I've grown enough to understand that and know when to say, "Hey, I screwed up. How can I fix it? How right. can I fix it?" Why other people say, "I didn't. I didn't do anything wrong." Yeah, you did. You know, I've done it many times. Hey, man, I'll be I'll be upfront with you. And this happened probably in the last three years. Honestly, this shift where I was always right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. And then I actually realized, nah, man, you're not. Again, what, and, the, and then... What was it that happened that, that made you realize that? I grew up. Hmm. I was always... I grew up, actually realized, what the hell am I doing? Um, hanging out with a lot of people that didn't... That didn't give me... Well, I assume... That everybody was, and again, I'm 47. This happened at 44, 45. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've always, and, and again, I've always been an extrovert. I really have, right? But I always thought, oh, everybody's gonna like me. Yeah. They're hanging out with me, and so what? And no, it wasn't that. And it finally just hit me, like bullshit. Hmm. Let me, you know, you know, X Y Z person. Let me just test it. Yeah. Sure enough, man. Wow. And it, but it, it, but it hit me, and when it hit me, it hit me like, like. Like a storm, boom! Like it was just a one person, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like okay, then you start thinking, well, what am I doing wrong? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Well, let me turn it around, see what happens, and everything else. And I think at that point, that's when I started prioritizing things differently, and that's what happened. So when you say prioritizing things differently, what were you prioritizing now? Um, before it was, I was always prioritizing how to make that other person happy. You know, whether they whether they meant something to me or not, mm -hmm. I cared about how others thought about me. And so I would do everything that I could to make them happy at that moment or whatever it is. And without thinking about consequences, because I didn't I, because I didn't pri I prioritize I prioritize that more, more importantly than anything else. Yeah. Now, I actually step back. I'm like, wait, stop. What's important here? Um, God, kids, family, work, so, so what? And so, yeah, I grew up is basically what it came down to. Now, some, yeah, sometimes I let go and everything yeah. else, you know, like everybody else. But at least now I'm just like, eh. And then you, and then once you start doing that, people just start falling off. Let the and then or let the cards. My big, I have a my big thing when there's an issue, don't say anything. Let the cards drop. Wait 24 hours, see what happens. Sure mm -hmm. enough. Always happens, <laughs> you know. And so that's what I started doing. Interesting. To be honest with you, um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of vices I had mm -hmm. that I've calmed down on because it's just like, nah, it's not right anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not right. Or don't have to go. You know, I don't have to go to this bar again or whatever it is. Slow yeah. it down, and yeah, it's worked out. Yeah, no, I I found uh, when I turned forty, I was like, fuck. My my grandpa's ninety three, and he still works out. He he moves around every day. And uh, I was like, well, if I am 42 now, so if I am allowed to live as long as my grandfather, I don't have very much time left. Yeah. So I'm behind in life. Yeah. So I need to figure out, like, how the fuck am I going to get ahead as fast as I possibly can while still living a good life? So I, I, I adjusted the same as you. I adjusted my life to be able to prioritize certain things that are going to get me ahead. And a lot of people were like, well, you're being selfish. And I feel for me, it's like, 
if you're not selfish, you can't give back You anything. can't give back anything. Can I, you touch on that? I, mira, I'm going to, you know what? Going, wait, wait, going back to you, I like, I, like I saw a little, I, I follow you and everything else. Uh-huh. I, hey, wait, este vato se está flaco. Like, something <laughs> happened. Anyway, I wasn't sick, I guarantee you. Good for you, man. You look good. Anyway, you, you look good. Um, yeah, you have, you, number one, you gotta, you have to, you have to love and care for yourself first. Because if you don't love yourself truly, you can't love anybody else. Or you can try, but it's going to be fake. You have to be at peace with yourself. You have to understand and you have to accept that you're not perfect. You're not always going to be right. But hell, you know what? The day's ended and you're going to start. You're going to restart again tomorrow. And if you can do that and actually accept it and say, hey, and let go. And honestly, the one thing is let go of the past. Mm -hmm. If, and it's hard to do, man. Yeah. Letting go of the past, saying, yeah, okay, you know what? You're right. I messed up. I'm sorry. I can't go back and change it, but I can do this. Yeah. And some people's like, I don't care. You did that 10 years ago. Some Screw. people live into their 80s and still do that, yeah. man. They hold something against somebody for so long. It's like, I, I, can't, I cannot fathom a life like that. It's like, Mira, it's like this. Like, I, and, I, and I, I know, I, you know, uh, there's some people that done me wrong and everything else. You know what I mean? And it is what it is. And I see them. Hey, man, how you doing? And I'm like, why are you shaking my hand? It is what it is, man. Yeah. Now, it's like, it's like I have a saying. It's like, shake your hand and everything else. Like, I want you to eat. I do, but just not at my table. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's a, what is the saying? Uh, the, the five people you surround yourself with, you become that person. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. The people you hang out with. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, nah, it's just, you know, no, that, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, it does. So touch on that then. Go, go a little deeper in that because I don't think people really understand that if you're hanging out with four other people that are just going out and doing stupid stuff, making bad decisions, you become that person because you are in direct contact with that person. You do the same things. Man, you know what? That's, that's 100% right. And, what, and the way that I've learned, the way that I have uh, started living is this. Is if I'm the smartest person in that group, I'm in the wrong group. Mm-hmm. I really am. And so that's why a lot of my a lot of my. Um, my friends, colleagues, or so what, that I thought were really good friends of mine. They're not. Now, I'll still say, hey, what's going on? Whatever it is. But when we, when we were hanging out, I was it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no, I go, me? I'm going wait, no? Yeah. So now, now I do, now there's a group of people that I do hang out with, and unfortunately, they're out of the valley, but they make you better. Yeah. So what would you say about mentors? Uh, I feel personally that there are not very many good mentors out no, there. There's, a, there's not that me, there's not that very good mentors out there because some of those mentors that you think are mentors are wanting something back from you. And if you're a mentor, you shouldn't expect anything back. You know, you should you should expect at the minimum, maybe respect. Maybe, but anything else, I, I, I don't agree with that. So how do people find mentors? How, how do they seek these mentors out? Because I, I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of people, maybe realtors or anything like this, that are coming up and they want to find somebody they can attach themselves to. How do you find these people? And, and on the other coin, do these people even have time for them? Yes and no. Um, but first, as the person seeking, I think you need to humble yourself first in order, in order to be mentored. 
Because if you're gonna if you're looking for a mentor and you think you know it all and you're trying to correct the mentor, you're going about it the wrong way. Cause I'm gonna say I don't like I said, I don't have time for you. Yeah. The newbies that I have in my organization, I tell them, I'm gonna give you the same time, the same time that you put that you put uh, effort in yeah. because you're not wasting my time or I can only meet with you at three o'clock well, where were you at nine o'clock at 10 o'clock when you're supposed to be at work sleep I don't got time for you mm-hmm. you know what I mean well I didn't want to bother you well that's your problem not mine because I told you that if you want to learn it I'll be here eight o'clock in the morning yeah or you know what you know where my house is you can find me in my house if you really if you re- if you're really looking for it I'll be more I have never turned a person away to learn if that's what they truly want to do why won't they take advantage of it they don't think it's important. We'll figure it out. Well, how are you going to figure it out if you can? You know what I mean? How are you going to figure it out by looking at guidelines where we've done this? I've been doing this day in and day out for the last 23 years. Yeah. I can already tell you, whatever you think you're thinking about, we probably already did it. I'll tell you whether it works or not. No, I'm going to try it out. You can try it if you want to, but I'm going to give you the end result. It's up to you. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, in this business, when you make a mistake, it's probably going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do? Take it from somebody that's 23 years old that probably spent more money in a day than you probably did in six months because I already done it yeah. or you're going to, or you're going to experience it yourself. I rather do the, I rather do the first. It's a, it's an interesting mind frame that, that somebody thinks through like they, obviously I, I, I was the same too. I think I could figure it out and figure it out. Yeah. But then I came to the realization, like when I started going to conventions and, and conferences, like these guys are condensing so much information into three days it's valuable. I'd rather pay for it. I'm, you know what? I'm still trying to accomplish that. Like that's one of my goals. Probably uh, that's no, that is one of my goals in the next year is to do more conventions and everything else. You know what I mean? Number one, to get out of the valley. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but to open, you know, to be more open-minded about what other people are doing. It's it, like you said. It's valuable. It's yeah. valuable information. You know, um, but I honestly, truly think that a lot of people don't don't take that. Don't. Think that's important and it truly is yeah that's only that's the only way you're going to be better yeah i heard you know? that that america the education system in america is a two trillion dollar industry so now uh, all these other people that are learning giving digital courses and stuff like that they're teaching this because they're getting they're tapping into that because yeah. the school system just isn't what it used to be yeah so now you can learn specialized skills so for example like uh my buddy albert sloss down the street uh crossed seven figures last year and he's giving all this information, but there's very few people that'll take it. There's, there's very few. He sits right in front of me just spinning out all this business information. It's mind-boggling, right? It's mind-boggling. Nobody's paying attention. No. I don't understand it. It's crazy. Mira, the other problem that, the other problem that people have these days, and not, on, not only the younger generation, just, just people in general, is... You have the mentality, or they have the mentality of, and I've heard it, and, and and trust me, I've done it, right? Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till, but that's only that's gonna only take you so far. You know what I mean? The people that are successful, and the people that I've that I have mentored that are still that are still with me right now. The mentality they had was this: Will I don't know what the hell I'm doing? Help me. Mm-hmm. Versus, I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it, don't about it. I'll figure it out. And it doesn't work, man. Yeah. And that's number one. Number two, I respect those people more that say, Well, I don't know what the hell I do I'm doing. Teach me so I don't have to, so you don't have to teach me again. 
All right, let's sit down. How much time do you have? Whatever time you, whatever time you have, want. Let's go. Yeah. But until they can get that mentality, then that's when they're going to change. Interesting. What is the future of the Rio Grande Valley when it comes to the housing market? Oh, dude, it's going to be, it's, we're going to kill it. Yeah. For the first time, probably for the first time that I've lived here, you know what I mean? I'm seeing different, different people coming in from out of state. You know what I mean? Uh, what percentage would you say is coming in from out of state that are buying up the either land, property? What, what percentage do you see? 30. Wow. That's significant. It's a lot. 30. Wow. And finally, people down here, companies, uh, schooling, they're starting not to be afraid to pay and pay people for their value mm -hmm. versus before. Remember, the valley, remember, because everybody has this stereotype of the valley, still cheap down here. Yeah. It's not getting that cheap anymore, if you think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, which is good, I think, because now you're paying people for value. People are paying for value in regards to what they're doing. So guess what? It's going to, it's, it's your, your life of, yeah, the cost of living is going to be, be more, but, you're, but you should be getting paid more as yeah. well. Now, and again, that can be argumentative as well. Well, I'm, you know, the value still gets paid this month. Well, again, I get it. I understand that. But what have you done as that person to better yourself? Right. Do you still want to keep up? And then there's nothing wrong with it. Do you still want to get paid $10.25 an hour, whatever it is? Or you want to increase your $20, $25 an hour, but you have to educate yourself and you got to take these classes and training. Yeah. It goes back to the, it goes back to you. Yeah. Don't blame society. And don't play and don't blame the socioeconomical issues that the Rio Grande Valley has always had. I get all that. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you like you. We're a product of it. Yeah. Parents are I'm single mom, divorced, three brother, two brothers, living in a two-bedroom apartment. Mom couldn't make ends meet. We're latch, you know, latch kid kids or whatever, latch key kids or whatever it is. We figured it out. Yeah. Don't have this. So don't blame socioeconomical bullshit on me mm -hmm. that I can't do it because the valley doesn't pay whatever it is. No, it comes back on you on what you are doing to change that. Right. It's a big difference. Yeah, and if you really think about it too, like uh, for example, I was explaining to somebody that this past weekend I took my daughter to a, a dance uh, recital in San Antonio mm -hmm. and they charged me $25 for parking because I was five minutes over. So uh, I was explaining to somebody like if you have a $7.25 seven dollars 25 cents per hour job that's three hours that you have to work at that job to pay that 25 dollars bill. yeah i don't i don't think people really put that into perspective no. like no. well that's number one the other thing that people don't put into into perspective is the value of time mm -hmm. they don't get it like and that's another thing during my little change that i had or whatever it is like if i'm gonna go spend an hour of my time over there right it's going to be worth, I don't know, 250, 250 $300 an hour for me. Is it really worth me going over there? Right. Nah. Or do that or spend time or jack around, but spend time with my kids. Really with my kids? Yeah. At that point, people don't understand the value of time. And that, once you understand that, then you see, then you see life a little bit different. Because yeah. like you said, life is short. Yeah. It's another thing. Like you say, your grandfather's 93 years old. We're 43. We got 40 more years, buddy. We're and not that's that far. It. That's it. And I would, I would go as far as to say is like after 65, you're probably no longer a threat to society. Nah. I would say unless you you have a ton of money that you can influence things. But after that, it's like 
you're 65. Now you need to figure out how just to live till 93. We got 13. I'm like, me personally, like I said, I'm 47. I got 13 years. Yeah. Because by the time I'm 60, I'm done. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting thing, but <laughs> it's, it's funny because too, because my dad was like, well, he, he owns Dairy Queen and Mercedes. He's like, I'm going to die making combs. And I was like, well, I, I probably will too. Like I'll go out working until I can't no longer work anymore. Sure. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting thing. Like the lifelong learning, like, like I feel like I'm always going to be doing something. Maybe I'm not going to be doing what I'm doing now in the next five years, right. but it's always going to be something I'm, I'm always getting skills, figuring out what's next in the market. I think, I think you, I think you called it where you said I'm behind. Mm -hmm. I am too, but that's the mentality that we have. I'm behind. Let me see what's going. Let me okay. What I need to do? Is speed this shit up. So you know, I'm catching up. Yeah, it's weird, but that's. Yeah. I mean, that's my mentality. I'm. Yeah. I'm still. Behind. Same here. I, I wake like, up every day. It's like fuck, man. I'm Somebody not, else is doing something I want to be doing. Yeah. And the great thing about that too is you can find those people that will teach you exactly how mm -hmm. to do what they're doing. It's 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 a very interesting thing. The world that we live in, especially with like technology, I can jump on a Zoom call and learn from this person. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, for like six, seven hundred bucks, a thousand dollars, they'll teach me all their knowledge that they've acquired over the past 10 years. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's a very interesting thing where, where the future is going and the connectivity. Um, but what are you investing in right now? Uh, what what is the investment horizon look like for investing in the valley? What are you investing in mm -hmm. and what do you see for the future? So what so what what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a lot of flipping. You still have you still have those properties that you can still make a margin, you know, 20, 25 percent on there. Um, and I've flipped probably in the past year, maybe five, five homes. Oh, wow. Nice. Did very, and, and, and did really well. Thank you, Juan de la Garza, uh, for helping me out on that. Um, but what's called um, I've, and I see I see others doing that. You know what I mean? Uh, I do, I've done that. I've done some uh, I've done some other financial ventures. Well, we're doing hard money now for those people that uh, can't get fi traditional financing. Their investors, we're putting in our own money to lend them, you know, short-term short-term loans. Mm -hmm. That's helping. That's that's working out as well because again, right now, a lot of the financial institutions are are basically cutting off people just because of the you know volatility of the market. So yeah. that's what we're basically giving them a band-aid loan and then they get paid off later on or to that extent. So how, how does that work? So if I wanted to borrow some money from you to throw it into Bitcoin, how, how long do I have to, <laughs> how long do I got to pay you back? <laughs> uh, so basically uh, we do have a product where it's a short term loan. It's a 12 month note. Okay. Interest only. Okay. It cannot be a primary residence. It has to be an investment property, either commercial or residential. Land, depending on the land, you know what I mean? But commercial and residential uh, properties, uh, we're lending at 13%. Okay. We're lending at 13% at interest only so the payment can be lower. And um, let's call it a no prepayment penalty so you can pay it off whenever you want. And that's basically about it. So basically what happens is, say, for example, you have a customer, right? You have a, you have a client that found this awesome house at 120000 Right, needs to some work in it and everything else. It's worth two twenty, mm -hmm. so he's gonna flip it, right? Well, he, he well he's gonna come to me and say, you know what? I don't care what the rate is because I'm gonna keep it for three four months and then I'm gonna sell it. So all the money that I'm giving you, I'm gonna make it up over here. It's worth it. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. There's a there's there's actually more of a demand for the for that for those type of loans than what people think. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And that's just because the banks aren't lending money. Either that, or either that, or 
banks will say, hey, I can do it all day long, but it's going to take me three months to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, you know what? They were giving me 30 days to close this house or this property. Now. I need it now. Well, refinance it later all day long. <laughs> Interesting. And they have the down payment. They have all, or they have the equity. They have it all. But again, they can't wait. Well, that's where I come in. What's the, are the, we'll finish out the podcast. Um, yeah. What are the percentages of houses that, that people can afford? Let's just say $200,000 houses versus $500,000 houses versus million dollar houses. Let me put it to this way. Let me put it this way. The soft spot right now, the soft spot right now, and this, and I, and, and this goes out to all my developer friends, all my builder friends and everything else. You want to, right now, my personal opinion is you got to put, you got to put inventory on the ground and you got to, you got to turn them and burn them because there's a need for it because no, there's nowhere, there's nowhere where people can live right now according to affordability. Mm-hmm. The soft spot right now is no more than 250000 Okay. So and you're saying for a builder to create a bunch of different properties everywhere and just sell them, sell them, sell them. 250 and less. You find, you find a builder right now, you find a developer right now that can, that can do that, and that's on the works, whatever it is. But less than 250 you're not going to have problems getting financed. What's the average price of a house right now? Right now, the average price in uh, the Rio Grande Valley is 210 Okay. 210. Okay. So. So that's a soft spot. That's a soft spot. 50 down. Interesting. Anything above. I have a friend of mine that quit his job. So I'm going to do, I'm going to start, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a couple of specs above 500,000. Go, you're full of shit. No, no. But this was again a year ago. Mm -hmm. He's still sitting on the two houses. Wow. Wow. Eesh. Scary. Very scary. <laughs> Shit. Well, I appreciate all the insight, man. Let everybody know where they can find you. Man, I appreciate you inviting me. My name is, like I said before, you can find us at 4757 South Jackson in Edinburgh, uh, right in front of Bentley Subdivision, Gold Financial Services. Again, William Esquivel. If you want to talk to me, I'm going to tell you straight up the truth. And that's <laughs> it, man. It is what it is. But uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Awesome. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you.